If we were in Scott Service's shoes, how would we build the Mariners lineup? Also, someone needs to do something about MLB The Show's player ratings. I mean, it's it's bad. That and more here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, April 6, 2022, and this is the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more, and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that if you are interested new episode coming out for all of our tiers later today be sure to check that out and if this is your first time joining us here on lockdown mariners welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this or watching us if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell give the video a like tell your friends tell your enemies all that good stuff we greatly appreciate it we should mention that we are recording this episode on uh, tuesday april the 5th so things could change but spring training is over. The Mariners just wrapped up their uh, their last spring training game against the Reds. Not a great performance by Chris Flexen. Got got shelled for seven runs. Jared Kelnick went yard again, though. Third straight game in a row, so he's hot going into the regular season. Uh, but the Mariners made some roster moves today. They, uh, they're they going to let Steven Souza Jr. walk, and uh, he's going to look for an MLB opportunity elsewhere. Billy Hamilton has been reassigned to minor league camp along with some other guys. And now the uh, the Mariners camp roster at the time of this recording is at 32 guys. But four of those guys, Kyle Lewis, Evan White, Casey Sather, and Ken Giles, they're not going to be on the roster due to injury. So we have a 28-man roster. And if you're watching us here on Locked On Mariners, here it is. Uh, but for those that are listening, it's Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flex, and Matt Brash for the starting pitchers. Relievers Matt Festa, Eric Swanson, Justice Sheffield, Johan Ramirez, Anthony Masevich, Sergio Romo, Andres Munoz, Drew second rider Diego Castillo, and Paul Sewall. Catchers Tom Murphy, Luis Torrens, and Cal Raleigh. Infielders Ty France, Adam Frazier, Eugenio Suarez, J.P. Crawford, Abraham Toro, and Dylan Moore. And then the outfielders Jesse Winker, Julio Rodriguez, Mitch Hanniger, and Jared Kelnick. Of course, things could change. There's been a lot of trades around the league over the last few days, and we know Jerry DePoto loves to make trades, so there's a possibility that this might not actually be the 28-man roster that we see in Minnesota on Thursday or Friday, whenever that game is actually played. Um, But Colby, what are your initial thoughts about the, uh, the roster that we have here? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the three catchers thing. That's just not something I was ever gonna be on board with. Uh, particularly since none of the three catchers can really play elsewhere. Um, I mean, could they fake it at first base? Sure, I guess, but that doesn't really help you all that much. So I'm not a huge fan of the three catchers thing. Um, I think it's just a wasted roster spot. And again, it's not like Cal Raleigh and Tom Murphy were are so good that you want their bat around on the bench either. So it's mm-hmm. it's not something I would do. I'm not a huge fan of carrying the three catchers. Um, if one of them was like Austin Nola, who could play some first, could play some second, you know, that type of thing, then sure, uh, go ahead and do that. But I, I'm not not a huge fan of that. Um, and that, that's really the big one. Uh, I'm not surprised they carried 10 relievers. Um, that's kind of what I had projected. I just didn't think they were going to carry three catchers. Uh, mm-hmm. And, I, well, I don't think they should have carried three catchers, but 
we learned, I think, on Monday that they were planning on doing that anyway. So no real surprises, but I don't like the three-catcher thing. I'm not a huge fan of, of Dylan Moore over Billy Hamilton, but that's not really fair. It's more the third catcher over Billy Hamilton is – or maybe or the 10th reliever. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, because, again, in my original projections, I did have Dylan Moore still making the team despite my mm. n- noted uh, disdain for Dylan Moore on this roster. If, I think a lot of people that watched or listened to yesterday's episode got pretty familiar with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I knew Moore was going to be on the roster. I'm fine with that. It's just Hamilton helps you a lot more than 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 Dylan Moore does, um, mm. at least for the role that you know those two guys are likely to play, which is late-game defensive replacement um, and base stealer. Hamilton's just better at those spots, so. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think Hamilton should have made it. Is it like a big deal that he didn't? No, I mean, it's, no. it's fine, but it would have been cool. He's a fun player. And I think he helps you off the bench more than, uh, more than Dylan Moore and certainly more than, you know, it, probably Cal Raleigh was the catcher who would have had to have been sent down for this to work. Or, you know, you could have just DFA Tom Murphy or, or maybe they're going to trade Tom Murphy or who knows, or Louis Strenz even. So. Uh, we'll see, mm-hmm. but yeah, overall, not too surprised. Just a little bit bummed about Billy Hamilton, but other than that, not not really anything that shocking to me. Yeah, Hamilton not making the roster is really my only issue with it as well. But again, that's not even that much of an issue. It's a nitpick. Yeah. Let's just call it for what it is. Um, but it would be nice considering where the outfield is right now with. Winker and Hanniger not being good defensive outfielders. And really, you know, we don't know what Julio is in center field. And we know what Jared Kelnick is in center field. And that's not a center fielder. Uh, but Julio, we still, you know, there's so much uh, uncertainty there. So it's like, you know, if Julio is also kind of just fringe average in center field, which maybe he's not, maybe he's better than, than we think, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would be nice to have a guy that can actually play center field. And I feel like it, at least as a late game substitution and a late game pinch runner and uh, and all this stuff, because I mean, Billy Hamilton would be maybe your best space stealer slash best base runner, um, you know, next with, with Julio and, and Dylan Moore. Um, so that like, I, I know there's the argument of, well, he's not going to contribute that much to really justify having a spot on the 28 man roster, but look, it's only for a month. You don't have Kyle Lewis yet. Kyle Lewis is probably not going to be able to come back until the start of May when rosters go back to 26, and then you can handle it at that point. But uh, but Hamilton, you know, gives you something I feel that's more valuable than Matt Festa, for example, yep. or Eric Swanson, someone that's probably only going to throw a couple innings a week, and probably those innings are not going to be you know, of any certain uh, consequence or anything, you know, they're probably going to be doing mop up duty for the most part. So I just, I think that Hamilton would have been more valuable considering what this team's weaknesses are. And look, I get it. I know you want to stockpile on, on uh, relievers right now because you're trying to limit innings because of what happened with the, uh, the lockout and the timing of everything and trying to ease pitchers in, you know, they're going to, they're, they're not going to stretch out starters too long, especially someone like Matt Brass, who's, who's young, who's going to be in a, on an innings cap and all that. And they don't want to double up on, on relievers on back-to-back nights and stuff like that as well. But still, it's just, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I don't really personally see how, 
Matt Festa or Eric Swanson or Anthony Misevich is really more valuable to your team right now than Billy Hamilton is. It just that doesn't really line up for me. Um, the three catcher thing, I get why they're doing it because they, for some reason, they they really want to get Cal Raleigh uh, at the big league level and get him action at the big league level and and not let him go back to AAA and, and work on some things. I, I guess they they assume or or they believe that he is ready for that challenge and he's made progress over the course of the soft season to take on that challenge again. I don't think he was ready for it at the end of last year. I didn't think he was a big leaguer at all last year. Uh, but you know, I, I, I get it from that standpoint. I get it from the Torin standpoint because you, you can't send him down and he's too valuable a hitter no matter how bad his defense may be. And he looked fine this spring. You know, we talked about that quite a bit. Honestly, I'm at the point though now where I'm like, how much worse is Cal Raleigh than Tom Murphy? Like after seeing Murphy this spring, defensively he was not impressive at all. The at bats were non-competitive for the most part, aside from that home run that he hit off of Randy Nail or NL Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns the other night, which was wild to me. But other than that, yeah, I just uh, I don't really I, I don't see a future on this roster for Tom Murphy either. And maybe that's who goes, you know, maybe at, at the end of this month when Kyle Lewis is healthy and they, they got to go back to 26 guys, both of the guys that are going to, that are going to get axed from the 28 man roster. We should mention here are going to have to be relievers because they have to get back down to 13 pitchers. They're carrying 15 and the rule is going to be that they can only carry 13 um, on May 2nd or starting May 2nd. So yeah, I mean for me, I, uh, I, I would think that by the time that Lewis is ready to come back, the, the person that is going to get axed off of the roster to make room for him is going to be one of the catchers, and it's probably either Raleigh getting sent down or Murphy just getting outright cut. Yeah. Um, we still don't really know how the Mariners feel about Terenz's defense. Um, I would think that because they're carrying the third catcher, they might not trust it quite yet, which I think guess is fair um but honestly mm-hmm. i couldn't distinguish really between raleigh murphy and, and terenz beyond the plate this uh this spring at least defensively um and we just we just know terenz is a, a better hitter than those two guys right now right. could raleigh surpass him eventually sure i mean could murphy no no he can't um you know we, we've seen enough of murphy to know who he is and we know that 2019 is the outlier here um but yeah it just We'll see how the, what they decide to do there, but yeah, they're, they're going to have to send down the two relievers on May second, and then uh, and then they'll have to make a decision on on Lewis shortly thereafter. And I, to me, it's it's I, I think the ideal thing would be that Raleigh and Terenz both show that they are capable um, of you know mm-hmm. just being big league catchers, and then you you cut Tom Murphy, you DFA Tom Murphy, or you work out a small trade, or or who knows, Mur- Murphy is a guy who could be traded before opening day in theory. Um, I know the Brewers are out there looking for catchers right now, so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, for now it's, it's my only gripe uh, really. Uh, it's the three catchers, um, mm-hmm. but you know, it kind of had to be Raleigh or bust. Uh, otherwise they were exposing uh, Murphy or Terence to, uh, to waivers and they, they just, they weren't going to clear. So yeah, I kind of get yeah, you it. You want to try a, I don't like. Like, it. if you're if you're gonna let go, one of those guys go, you're gonna have to. You're gonna want to try and get something for them, at least for Terence yeah. Murphy. Frankly, I could live with 
him just with them dfa in him and uh dealing with that because i don't i don't think whatever they would get for him is going to be all that you know significant so yeah um but we'll see we'll we'll see how it all shakes out they got time though they have what through you know a little over three weeks to to figure this out and see you know how does uh Terenza's defense translate and all mm-hmm. that stuff um so now that we kind of have a better idea of what the roster is going to look like you and i are going to craft lineups you're going to do against uh left-handed pitching i'm going to do against right-handed pitching um this is what we would do if we were in Scott's service issues. This is not what we think the Mariners are going to do, because I think we already have a pretty good idea of what the Mariners are going to do, what those lineups are going to look like. The li- for, for reference, look at the last couple of lineups that they fielded uh, in the in spring training. That's probably going to be the, the lineup for them. Um, but you and I, before we, uh, we went on the show here, uh, before we hit record, we put together... Um, you put together a lineup against left-handed pitching. I put together a lineup against right-handed pitching. Here they are. If you are not uh, watching on YouTube, if you're just listening, I'll, I'll list them here. Colby's against left-handed pitching is Mitch Hanniger leading off, uh, playing right field. Adam Frazier hitting in the two-hole, playing second base. Ty France hitting th- playing first. Luis Torrens DHing and hitting fourth, uh, hitting cleanup. Julio Rodriguez hitting fifth and playing center field. Eugenio Suarez hitting sixth at third base. Tom Murphy hitting seventh and playing catcher. Jerry Kelnick hitting eighth, playing left field, and JP Crawford hitting ninth and playing shortstop. Let's uh let's start with yours here. Um why did you construct it like this? And uh no Jesse Winker in this lineup. No, uh, Winker's going to play against lefties some. But I feel like we have a pretty good uh, like a decent enough sample size to know that it's just not gonna come for him against lefties, at least not something you want. You don't want him to get like 70% of the starts against lefties. There are going to be times where you just mm-hmm. have to play him because other guys need a break or, or maybe you just like the matchup. Um, so yeah, it, I just think I went for like, this is like who I think it should look like a majority of the time, right. Against lefties. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, no winker. Uh, but the nice thing about having winker uh, out of the lineup is that you have that hammer on the bench um, for right-handed pitching later. Uh, particularly, mm-hmm. you know, late in games. Uh, it's it's part of the reason why I put Terenz fourth is to just kind of have that spot kind of come up a little bit sooner uh, in the lineup. So, uh, yeah, no winker. But um, other than that, I, I feel pretty good um, about the rest of it. I, you know, Frazier's kind of the tough one here. Um, I thought about just leaving him in leadoff. Uh, he, he hits lefties fine, despite being a lefty. Uh, 107 WRC plus. So I wanted to, I was... Do I hit him lead off? Do I hit him second? Do I hit him fifth or sixth? Um, I, I went with second uh, just to kind of to mix up the righties a little bit there. Um, and also because I just like the the contact profile uh, for uh, to play off of Hanniger, who, you know, for some of his struggles last year, absolutely mashed lefties. Uh, he hit uh, 286, 349, 571. Uh, that's a 148 WRC plus. He was basically Jesse Winker against lefties. Um which is obviously very, very good. So uh, Hanniger in the leadoff spot. Terenz, uh hitting cleanup. Um, it was one of those, do I hit Terenz third? Do I hit him second? I thought about hitting Terenz second, DHing. Uh, he's also very good against lefties. So it's just mm. it's just one of those things where I was trying to get the righty bats in the lineup. Uh, this is a way to get Terenz in the lineup regularly. Uh, Tom mm. Murphy, one of the only things he can do is he hits lefties okay, uh, especially compared to righties. So 
uh, put him at catcher, uh, and then just get as many right-handed bats in there as you can. Uh, you know, Kelnick, we don't know if he can hit lefties. Jury's still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ultimately he can, but that could also be a, a spot where you slide in Winker if Winker shifts better against lefties than, than Kelnick. Then you can make that swap. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of tough. Do I put Toro at second? Um, but Frazier, like I said, Frazier hits lefties just fine. So I didn't feel like there was a need uh, to bench him against most lefties. So I, I, I just felt like, you know, this lineup gives me a lot of thump in the at the top and in the middle. Um, it also, uh, I, I believe it, it makes it a little easier to kind of, you know, move your pinch hitters into the right spot. So Winker can hit for Torrens or Toro can hit for Suarez or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So I, I just... I, I really struggled with what to do with Frazier. I almost hit him lead off. I almost hit him six, uh, but ultimately I just decided to keep him in, in, in the second uh, spot. Makes a lot of contact. Hanniger, you know, not only gets on base against lefties, but he hits for a ton of power. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess ideally double, uh, you know, single through the right side, and then you get you get France and, and Torrens. Um, mm-hmm. And just, you know, to, to clean that up. So uh, that's kind of the thought process behind it, but it's kind of nice to have to have a guy, you know, like JP Crawford also not severe lefty righty splits. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, the Mariners, mm-hmm. the Mariners have a couple guys who can hit lefties just fine. You don't need to platoon them. Um, I, I know they hope Winker is one of those guys. I'll believe it when I see it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he'll, he'll get a shot. He'll get a shot. Don't worry about that. But uh, yeah, just this, this is just like the most optimized lineup I could come up with against righties. And, and I did, I did think mm-hmm. about Ty France in, in this two hole. I did think about Torrens in the two hole. I even thought about Julio, um, but I think we need to see what Julio does against any big league yeah. pitching before we we start moving them up in the order. So, um, but overall, I kind of like the way it looks. Um, and again, in that scenario, your bench is still Dylan Moore, uh, Abraham Toro, Jesse Winker, and Cal Raleigh. You can do some mm-hmm. fun things with that bench. So I, I like the way the lineup uh, finished up. Yeah, it was hard for me because I I, I wanted to get pretty aggressive with Julio as well, mm-hmm. but I, I ended up putting him just kind of smack dab in the middle of my lineup. Uh, before I get into my lineup real quick, again, you're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. And just a reminder to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us. All right, so let's get into my lineup here uh, against righties. I have Jesse Winker leading off i subscribe to the idea that you should be hitting your best hitter in the leadoff spot to maximize plate appearances to mm-hmm. ensure that they get the most plate appearances on your team and jesse winker is your best hitter particularly against right-handed pitching and is one of the best hitters in, in all of baseball when it comes to hitting right-handed pitching uh, i have him dhing though because i frankly don't want his glove out in left field by the way i like uh, his glove or i like Hanniger's glove a little bit better than than winkers what were you saying i was just gonna say it does appear that at least based on the last two lineups that the mariners do plan to kind of rotate hanniger and winker through dh kind of Mm -hmm. maybe not like every other day but it does feel like those are going to be their two primary dh options on most days yeah yeah and uh that's good. I would lean yeah. Hanniger over Winker, but that's not really saying much. I just I like Hanniger's arm a little bit better mm-hmm. than Winker, but that's that's really the only reason there for that. Um, so hitting in the two hole, Adam Fraser, you know, great on base guy. He's going to make a lot of contact. He's not going to strike out. I want him at the top of my lineup. He's not one of my best hitters necessarily. I would put France Hanniger, 
even Julio maybe over him, um, just in terms of rankings. But um, yeah, I, I I want that guy that can get on base consistently and hit for you know a high average near the top of my lineup. Uh, Ty France hitting third, uh, playing first base. Mitch Hanniger hitting cleanup and playing right field. Julio hitting fifth, playing center. And then here's where I kind of ran into a little bit of a conundrum, if you will, in the sixth hole. Because I did want to put a Eugenio Suarez in this lineup, but I also wanted to get as many lefty hitters as possible in this lineup. And that's a bit hard when the Mariners are predominantly right-handed. And, uh, and uh, you know, there there isn't a lot of positional flexibility with the guys that hit left-handed and really the the clearest spot to do that was uh was at third base and to put abraham toro there instead of suarez and look yeah i'm sacrificing a bit of power there but i also still have pop in this lineup with winker with france with hanniger with rodriguez with terenz uh who i'll get to in a second kelnick of course um but yeah I, i'm going toro six playing third uh terenz catching I'll, I'll even if he's bad i'll deal with it the bat yeah. Um, Jerry Kelnick hitting eighth, uh, playing left field, and then JP, of course, hitting ninth, playing shortstop. Um, I think that's probably, I mean, you know, the, it's just, it's so hard to get both Suarez and Toro in the lineup when also having Terenz and Hanniger and Kelnick and, and Julio. And it's like, I don't want to take Hanniger out of the lineup, right? Yeah. I don't want to take Winker out of the lineup. I don't want to take a lefty and Kelnick out of the lineup. So it was really Suarez or Bust there, and Suarez obviously a righty. So I'm taking a righty out, putting a lefty in, uh, or a switch hitter in rather. And uh, you know I have Suarez off the bench anyway. So uh, you know if they if they bring in a lefty or or what have you, I can I can bring him in at that point. So I think that's probably the most optimized lineup for uh, you know when when facing right-handed pitching. Um, again though, you know they're they're going to lead off. Adam Frazier or JP Crawford. It looks like it's going to be Frazier with, with Crawford in the nine hole or the eight hole. And, um, and that's how they're going to there. That's how they're going to do it again. Personally, I would have, you know, the, uh, the best hitter on my ball club lead off, you know, maximize his plate appearances. That would be Winker. That would be Hanniger or France. Really. You could make the argument for any of those three guys hitting lead off and I'll go. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I, I totally understand that. Uh, but Winker, I, I think, is the most obvious fit here because of his potential against uh, against right-handed hitters. So, uh, MLB The Show 2022 just came out on uh, officially. You know, it came out for early access about four days ago, but it's out now on all platforms and all that stuff. We are not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored, by the way. But uh, it is it is out, and uh, <laughs> I have issues with it, and I think. So do you, Colby. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, that is. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. And all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are low-calorie, high-protein. So replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. 
Most Belt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Now compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's a ton of amazing flavors that Built Bar has to offer, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. And at Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. It's crazy. So go to Built.com, try one for yourself, try a bunch for yourself. There you have Tons of flavors, like I mentioned. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. Again, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. So, again, MLB The Show 2022 is now out on all the consoles. Do not get it on Nintendo Switch. It looks terrible and runs horribly, <laughs> as to be expected with uh, sports games on Nintendo Switch. It's uh, it's not a very powerful system. Um, but uh, I, I downloaded it through Xbox Game Pass today. Wanted to give it a try. I actually haven't played a game yet. I wanted to look through the rosters because the uh, player ratings last year were questionable, to say the least. And uh, unfortunately... They are about in the same that they were at the end of last year this time around as well. Um, so to best illustrate that, I think I should uh, read off a tweet here that I sent out from my Twitter earlier today. According to MLB The Show 2022, Julio Rodriguez and Luis Torrens, who are both 67 overall, are worse than or equal to the following players. Brian O'Keefe. Jake Anchia, Dom Thompson-Williams, who's no longer with the organization, Mike Ford, Sam Haggerty, Ian McKinney, Steven Souza Jr., Asher Wojciechowski, Patrick Frick, and Tanner Kerwer, who was a minor league rule five guy that they drafted this uh, this past winter. There's also Darren McCacken, Anthony Misevich, Nick Margavichus, Justice Sheffield, and Evan White. And maybe the worst of all, though, is that, you know, and, and look, at the top of the roster, it's fine. You know, you got Robbie Ray, you got Diego Castillo, you got Mitch Hanniger. That's that's fine. I have no issues with that. But rated at 81 and 80 overall, respectively, is Dillamore and Tom Murphy, who slot in in the top 10 most or highest rated players on the Mariners in MLB The Show 22. 2022 uh this is something it's certainly uh it's certainly something that they've done here uh thankfully you know users around the world can create their own rosters for you to download and uh, i will certainly be doing that because uh you know joe doyle prospects live lookout landing he does a uh, lover Noted Dillamore lover. So, of course, he's going to leave his overall at 81. Sure. Might even bump it up to a 91, quite frankly. But you got to say on brand. Uh, you got to say on brand. Well, in that in that universe, Dillamore has changed everything about his sweat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, Joe and a bunch of other people around the world, they they rebalance the game, basically, for, for Sony, for Sony Studios, which, you know, I don't know what they're doing there when they're balancing their game. It is not balanced properly. Um but yeah, man, this uh, like this is why I personally wouldn't spend money because like I, I just got it as part of my Game Pass subscription, you Same. know, for free. So, um, 
but this is why I wouldn't spend money on the game right now because it's just it's in a rough state and right now you know there isn't enough time yet for people to rebalance the roster themselves so are you still going to play it? Because, <laughs> like, I'm going to try it today, but I don't feel yeah. very motivated to play it when it's so, when it's built so weird like this. Yeah, I do wonder, um, as somebody who's been an Xbox guy, and grant, I'm not a big gamer at all. I never had an Xbox One. I went from an Xbox 360 straight to a, a S, at whatever the smaller one is. Um, so, but I, I never had the show, right? I, I you don't have the mm-hmm. show on, on Xbox. So I get the show uh, last year and I play it. It's, it's okay. Like in Dylan Moore is still an 81, which mm, really. Okay. Um, so yeah, there were, there were some gripes, but it was, it was okay. Like I, I wasn't blown away. Um, and based on what I, I've read the reviews so far is it kind of seems like they just made the same game, but changed some uniforms. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like is this is this mm. becoming the new Madden? Because that's depressing if it is. Um, I, I know sports games in general are doing this. They're all the kind way. of trending oh. towards this, you know, pl- uh, pay to pay to win type of, you know, road mm-hmm. to the show or or uh, you know uh, what's whatever Madden. Well, a doing. lot of the focus um, is on the uh, they, the card yeah, stuff, team. right? Like Madden, yeah, Madden Ultimate Team, yep. and now they have Diamond Dynasty in in the show. That's been going on for what, what five is, or six right? years. Yeah, so they, all these uh, developers, they, they focus all their energy into those modes, and they really don't flush anything out. I mean, like, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the the franchise mode issues, but someone traded, like, nothing for Juan Soto. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's... I'm probably going to... Uh, first thing I'm going to do is probably just, uh, you know, nerf Dylan Moore a little bit. Uh, I don't know what his contact numbers are, but they're too high. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take care of that. Uh, probably bump up Julio a little bit, um, mess with a few settings here and there, but, uh, yeah, I saw some of the reaction, uh, today, uh, particularly in regards to Julio's low ranking and also Dylan Moore and Tom Murphy's ridiculous ranking. Um, can't say I'm surprised, but yeah, I'll probably give it a play. Uh, it's usually pretty good. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, I, I did a home run derby on, online with Julio. Hit 14 bombs, still got eliminated. It, uh, you know, yeah, I'm uh, I'm not great at it. Plus, I was doing, you know, I, I had to do the the zone hit, whatever. And I, I, ooh, I am not great at it. I am really not good at it. Uh, if you want to play with us, maybe we could uh, do a CTZ Locked On Mariners, uh, you know, MLB The Show uh, live stream or something, and uh, you will absolutely destroy us. There is a very good shot that we are going to get no hit, maybe even perfected by you. Uh, if we went one-on-one. Man, I wonder what a game between us would look like. <laughs> that is That is a scary... Scary, scary, scary thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, it's it's really hard, man. Also, the meter throwing. I I can't get it down. I can't get it down. Maybe this year. Maybe this year it'll be better for me. But meter throwing. I, I always I either hold hold the button too long or I I or I just tap it and uh, errors all over the place. It's uh yeah I'm mm, yeah yeah. Uh, I, it's safe to say that MLB the show is not. Not really my game. 
But uh, hopefully, hopefully the balancing gets fixed. I'm a franchise mode guy. So, you know, I want to play franchise mode. I want to do some simulations and stuff, make trades like I'm Jerry DePoto. I assume you can still only throw, you know, throw like three trade pieces into one trade still, which is ridiculous. That's so stupid. Uh, there's more than three guys that go in one trade. That's honestly more common than 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 not. But, uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> these are some things that hopefully maybe the uh, the studio We'll listen to podcasts like ours, take some notes, and make some really much-needed changes. But probably not. Probably not. Because most of the focus is on Diamond Dynasty and all that stuff. Which, hey, I get people like that. And that's cool if you like that. Um, it's just not my thing. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for our show. We uh, we had a little uh, audio issue there towards the end. So if there was a weird cut, that's why. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we will see you tomorrow. Peace.